You're listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 159, How to Keep Your Own Audition Journal. Hey actors, listen up, let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can follow me for more tips on the actor lifestyle at Actor Aesthetic or my personal profile at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes now. Please, let's get on to the show. It has come to my attention that many of you have not yet started your own audition journals, or maybe you've never even heard of this concept before. Now, let me let you in on a little secret. I think, hear me out here, that... Starting your own audition journal can be one of the most important strategies for you to grow as a performer. And if you stick around to the end of this episode, I will let you know just how you can find your own copy of one of my audition journal spreadsheets that I use when it comes to auditions. So what exactly is an audition journal? An audition journal can be a physical or a digital place where you can keep track of all of the information about a specific audition. We'll get into exactly how you should start this, but let me just preface this by saying, and I spoke about this on my Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, audition journals can show you literally what's working and what's not. And audition journals can also illuminate for you things you might not see in the moment. Things that you might be blind to because you're so worried or caught up with rejection or frustration over not getting cast in a specific show or not getting a callback or something. I want to play for you the audio clip from this video that I created on my Instagram. With musical theater auditions starting to pick back up, I noticed something. I have not been doing a very good job of keeping track of what auditions I'm actually submitting for. Pre-pandemic, I was recording everything in an audition spreadsheet where I included what day the audition was, what I sang, what I wore, if I got any notes in the room, and who exactly was in the audition room with me. When you stop recording this information, you miss out on a through line. For example, you might be really bummed if you don't get a callback for a production that you submitted for. But then the next day, you forget about it because you got an audition for something else. And if you had an audition spreadsheet, you'd find out really quickly that maybe, just maybe, the casting director for that first production that you didn't get a callback for saw your material, liked your work, and called you in for a completely different production. (laughs) Which is a really good indicator that you're doing something right, you just gotta keep at it. Okay, so that's the clip from my Instagram, and I want to dive into that a little bit further. What I'm referring to here is a phenomenon that happens a lot in a big city. So if those of you who are listening right now are in New York City or LA and you audition for a lot of productions, whether that's film, TV, stage, whatever, regularly, then something you're going to notice when you keep an audition journal is that sometimes, even if you don't get a callback for a show, 
you get called in for another show by the same casting director or maybe it was the same director or maybe there was a casting assistant in the room or someone saw your video and maybe you weren't right for that first production, but they liked you enough to call you in for a different production. So that's the phenomenon that I'm talking about in that video specifically. And one of the only ways that you're even gonna notice this is if you keep an audition journal. In my audition journal, like I said in the video, I keep track of a couple of things. I keep track of, of course, the date of the audition and whether or not it was a self-tape or if it was an in-person audition or even if I just submitted for the audition myself. Maybe my agent submitted me for it. I keep track of that information. Of course, I keep track of the title of the show or of the season of shows. I keep track of the theater. I also keep track of the casting director. That's probably the most important information that I can write down in my audition journal. I keep track of who the director is, the choreographer, the musical director, everyone that's listed and available to me, that's who I am writing down in this spreadsheet. It's important to know who saw your audition. So if you have that information available to you, great. Sometimes that information is not readily available to you. And so all you can really put down is the casting director. But sometimes if you go to an in-person audition, they will post a notice outside of the audition room that will let you know exactly who is in the room. I guarantee that you will thank me later if you take a picture of that little listing and save it for your audition journal. If you're submitting a self-tape, lots of times in the audition breakdown, it will list out specifically who is viewing the audition. That's important to write down in your spreadsheet. You can go as far as writing down what you did with your hair that day for the audition and what you wore, what kind of makeup you had on, what shoes you had on, what you sang, what material of choreography you performed or what sides you had to do or what monologue you had to read. And then, of course, you can write down any feedback that maybe you got from your audition. Now, of course, lots of times we just send a self-tape into the air and we get no feedback. Sometimes we go and have an in-person audition and we have no feedback. We just do our stuff and then we leave. But there are rare occasions where we do get feedback. Sometimes we're asked to perform our material in a different way, or maybe we're given some notes in the audition room, or maybe they email us something. Any of this material is valid and important to include in an audition journal. Even if you don't live in a place where you're auditioning a lot, okay? So even if you're not necessarily in LA or New York or Chicago or in a big theater city or film and TV city, whatever that is, right? Even if you don't audition a lot, writing this information down is important because you never know when you'll have to return to it. Maybe you audition for a production, you know, maybe it's like a big production, I don't know, like Wicked, and they gave you a note and then you have to revisit that material a year later. You won't remember what they said to you unless you wrote it down. And now this is a hypothetical situation, but maybe they ask you to perform something for them that you've never done before. Wouldn't it be so helpful to have an audition journal to lay out exactly what you did for them a year ago, two years ago, three years ago? 
You could go back into your notes easily and see, oh, I sang this song for them and it didn't seem like they liked that. So let me sing a different song next time. Or, oh, I sang this song for them last time and they want me to sing the same song again. Perfect. I remember what song it is. Here it is. I can prepare it for the audition and I know what to expect. These are all hypothetical situations, but they all happen. And if you audition enough, you'll start to realize what works and what doesn't work for you. Maybe weirdly in a specific outfit, you get more callbacks. Maybe you get more of a response from the people you're auditioning for with a specific song. An audition journal will show you just that. It'll show you what's working. And then on the opposite end, it'll show you what's not working. Maybe a specific song isn't really resonating with you or a creative team as well in an audition room. So that might be a good indicator that you can retire that song from your audition book. Maybe you have a really comedic monologue that you've been using a couple times and you haven't really been getting a response in the room. Maybe people aren't really laughing at it or they're not resonating with it. So in that case, you can learn to retire that piece and switch it out with something else. Without this kind of information, you're just going to go into auditioning blindly. I'm not saying that auditions aren't subjective. They're so incredibly subjective, but there are certain things we can control And if you're starting to notice a through line, follow that. The best way to start an audition journal, if you've never had one before, is to choose first whether or not you want to keep all of your information in a digital space or on a physical notebook or journal, and then make it a habit to not only record all of the information every single time you do an audition, but also to revisit this audition journal occasionally so that you can discover that through line for yourself. If you have decided you want to create an audition journal digitally, go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash journal to get your copy of the Actor Aesthetic Audition Journal Spreadsheet. If you have enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful, go ahead and screenshot it and tag at Actor Aesthetic. Share it to your Instagram stories. You know I love to see who is following along with me there. And if you haven't already, please be sure to leave a rating or a review of the podcast. Hit me with that five stars. You know I love to see it. My friends, it takes a village. I will see you next week. 